Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of Chair Shot Bets, right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head by heading on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. My name is P.C. Tunney, here to try and make you some money. We're going to stick it to your man. We're going to make your kids' birthday presents better. We're going to get you driving a brand new car. Picks are for entertainment purposes only, but we're here to have some fun and talk a little sports gambling. And joining me, as always, is, you know if I'm here, he's here, he's got, he's the man with the plan. He is the man that needs to go at this like it is his fiscal responsibility to succeed. He has more 
expenses to cover now more than ever. But folks, also, before we introduce him, I want to remind you, if you have a gambling problem, get help. Only spend and bet what you are, feel comfortable losing. But the man with the master plan, your MVP on chair shot bets, it's Christopher Platt. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy to be here, but I, I got to admit, I, I'm probably literally the worst person in the world to be on this podcast. You could probably get a dog from the Westminster Dog Show and just let them walk towards, you know, like just put the papers on the ground and whichever team, the paper that he piss on, that's TV picks. That would probably have a better percentage of, than what I do. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure why I'm here, but I'm glad that I'm here. You're like the octopus that picked the Super Bowl 30 years in a row. You're like the girlfriend that picks the NCAA bracket better than you do because she likes the colors of the teams, okay? So you're you're the rabbit's foot. You're, you're the lucky charm. You're the guy who's going to give us that long shot. You're the guy that's going to go against the grain and give us the pick that we need to stick it to our man, to add that second addition to your house, to put them fucking flaming rims on your car, all right? That's where we're trying to go here. A little bit of extra quiche in your pocket from Chair Shot Bets. PC Tony, Christopher Platt. Go ahead, Chris. Jump in there. It'd be nice, but the problem is... I actually think I know something about sports, so I can't be those people. I'm, that, that's, that, that's what makes it even worse. I think I actually know something. All right, folks, here's what's <laughs> on the docket today. Today we're going to talk about the upcoming NBA Finals. That's right. We're recording Thursday morning. You're listening Thursday morning. Chair Shot Bets right here. We're going in hot. NBA Finals start tonight. We're going to give you our pick for Game 1. We're going to give you our pick for Finals MVP we're going to give you our pick for the series and possibly how many games. We're also going to get into the NHL there and their conference finals. We're going to see who we like to win the NHL's Stanley Cup as it sits right now. Uh, you know the fine, you know the, the result of Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. We don't, but we also know the Avalanche are up. After an 8-6 win, 14 goals, Christopher, the other night. Don't, tell me hockey playoff Jesus. hockey isn't fun, exactly. So we're going to get to that. The French Open is winding down. We're, we're down to the last six guys. We have the one of the half of the semifinals left. We have a big UFC fight night this week. Big time contenders in the heavyweight and featherweight division going at it in a double main. And here's something I want to do because it's kind of fun to go out there and pick and see who can actually get this right and if we can get and pick them right and see what happens. We're going to pick a favorite and an underdog on the odds for this weekend's Memorial Tournament in the PGA, and we'll try and do that every weekend. Someone that is uh, better five, you know, better than uh, plus 5,000 to win and someone that is plus 5,000 or worse to win the tournament and see if we can go out there and uh, make you some money. You know, put, put 100 on the favorite, 50 on the underdog. One of them hits, you're going to win either way. So that's kind of where we're going with the show today. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Welcome to Chair Shot Bets. You know what? You can even go on Twitter and follow us at Chair Shot Bets. We'll be right back. Ching ching. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'm not sure if we really love basketball or if it's just an excuse to play more John Tesh. Folks, I got to say, it's a lot of column A. 
and a lot more column B. That's right, the NBA Finals are here, and we're ready to go. What a great Finals matchup. I know I am disappointed. I, I mean, I'm over it. I've been watching the games. I mean, uh, congratulations to Boston on winning three unbelievably difficult series. You can you can tell me that first round was a sweep, but those games were really close against Brooklyn. Um, and then just a big battle. They're going up against the Warriors, who have a little more time to rest. Maybe they need it. Chris, what are your thoughts as we just go into this Finals here? Because I... I I had Golden State here, and now I, I, I think I think they're gonna win. Yeah, I had Golden State going into this as well. Uh, shout out to us! I think this is our reward for having to slog through those two boring ass conference finals. Like I've never seen a more boring game seven. I'm sure if I write my mind, I could find one, but you know, just off the top, being hyperbolic and a prisoner of the moment, I can't remember one. Um, this is probably the most entertaining and intriguing matchup that we possibly had on the board. Granted, Brooklyn versus Golden State would have been a little spicy, but I think in terms of basketball value, I think this is the most entertaining. And I think all the all four of the excuse me, however many games we go, I think they're all going to be good. You kind of got to give Golden State the edge here just because they've been here before. They know who they are and their big three. As long as they got their big three, they're always going to have a shot. But I mean, there's an argument to be made, Tony, that Boston's been the best team in the NBA since about, what, mid-January, when they really started to go on that tear and went from, what, like, out the playoffs to the second seed? Like, they're, they seems like they've, they've seemed like they figured it out. They're great at adjusting and making adjustments. And defensively, I don't think we've seen anything like this since those mid-2000s Pistons. And, you know, what makes them so dangerous defensively is that they literally can switch everything. So they, they certainly have more than a chance here. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled this out. Plus, they're battle-tested. I think their road to the finals was a lot rougher than Golden State's was. Well, I think every team they played was better than any team Golden State played. Well, they probably needed that because of the lack of experience or winning experience they had coming in, right? Like, now moving forward, regardless of whether or not they win this NBA championship, they're a team that can't be, you know, counted out of any series moving forward because they've won these games. These... Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I wanted you to finish your thought before I refuted it. I, you know, because I remember during like, you know, December and November, people were trying to say, well, can Jalen Brown and Tatum play together? No, I, they, they, I mean, no, no, all I was going to say was, I don't think that uh, they, yes, they broke through, but at the same point in time, those guys, that nucleus of Brown, Tatum and smart, this was literally their fourth conference finals that they've been to since they've been together. And all four of those or all three of those guys rather are still pretty relatively young. Like I don't think Tatum and Brown are even 25 yet. Marcus might be about 26, 27, 28, but still a very young nucleus. Like they're a really good team. They've been a good team for a while and now it's just their turn. But they haven't been to the finals. So the win over the heat is a first for them. They haven't knocked out a champion before so the win against the Bucks is a first for them and the sweep against the team with Kyrie and KD is 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 really a great building block for that team so I agree with you I think we're both kind of making the same point on different ends of the spectrum of the timeline of where they're at but yeah they're a team to be reckoned with no matter what happens moving forward is this a bigger series for Steph or Tatum I mean uh, from the aspect of all-time legacy it's a bigger series for Tatum it makes him a champion Steph's already top 25 all time, right? This just may, this just might, it might move him into the top 10. I mean, I'm not even saying it will move him. Even if he gets finals MVP, I'm not sure it moves him into the top 10. That's a discussion for another day, which could be a great thing to add on to a show like this, Chair Shot Bets. 
follow us at Chair Shot Bets. C H A I R S H O T B E T S at Chair Shot Bets. Um, that's why I think it's a bigger deal for Tatum though, because this is a this is a finals win for him. This is his team. He won the Larry Bird Trophy. He got them through the Eastern Conference to the finals. It's his team, and and for me, a little bit of me wants to see him win because I'm the guy who was saying, yeah, why wasn't he picked first in that draft? I mean, this. No matter what happened, he was going to be a 20-plus point scorer in this league. And the teams that drafted Philadelphia and L.A. ahead of Boston, I can't see what they were seeing at the time, regardless of who they had on their roster, especially Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I don't get that one either. I really don't. Now, if Steph wins this and, and he wins the MVP, the local – not the local, the national media – they're going to start to have that conversation, Steph versus LeBron, which I think that's totally unfair to LeBron. But I agree with you, Tony. I think Tatum has the most on the line here because no, this no season. No way. No way he steps into that conversation with LeBron. Oh, they're, they're, oh you, you they know can have, they're going to have they that can, conversation. Yeah, they can have it. They can have it. But I agree with you. Like, Chris, come on. He's not. I don't. You gotta. We gotta have a. We gotta have a long. We have to have a long conversation. Even if he wins Finals MVP and they sweep here, and he averages forty points a game for him to be in the top ten. Yeah, but you know how they do, Tony. They're going to start. It Was this Steph's era or was this LeBron's era? You know that's what the conversation is going to be. It's total bullshit, but that's what they're going well, to do. Well, I mean, yeah, I that's hard to compare, too. Like, more MVPs, more finals MVPs, same amount of trophies. Granted, this is a Warriors dynasty kind of thing, but he beat them in their best team coming back from 3-1. On top of it, you want to talk about they've been to six out of eight finals. Well, LeBron went to every fucking finals for how fucking long? So there's no question there. This is not a this is not a question. It's just something. It's just talk. You're, it's just talk. You're preaching to the choir, brother. But I, I know how they do. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely more important. For, exactly. This is definitely more important for Tatum, though. I think that he has stepped into that upper echelon of players this year. I I would put him top ten definitely. If he wins this and pulls this off, maybe he sneaks into that top five. But that puts him in another stratosphere. Like how we look at Giannis after he got it done last year. I'm not saying Tatum is Giannis, but you understand what I'm saying. Like sure. that puts you in a different different stratosphere. Well, Plus, he's so damn young. You're the guy. You're That's the guy. The I mean, if they, part. if oh, well, let's get into it then. Let's get it before we pick game one. I think let's pick a Finals MVP, and then we'll pick game one, and then we'll kind of pick our series overall here. Um, I mean, Finals MVP is definitely well, who we say is definitely going to pretty much give away who we think is going to win the series, but that's fine because we'll let you know how many games and what the odds are of that. Let me run down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think eight guys realistically have a chance. I don't think eight guys realistically actually have a chance. I think it's maybe like four or five, but here are the odds for the top eight to win finals MVP. Steph is plus 110. That means you bet $100, you win $110 if you pick Steph. Tatum plus 175. Jalen Brown plus 1,000. That means you bet 100 bucks. Jalen Brown wins finals MVP, you win $1,000. Draymond and Clay both plus 1,400. Jordan Poole plus 20. I mean, Jordan Poole, we're going to talk about him and, and, and Smart because Jordan Poole at plus 2,500 and Marcus Smart at plus three grand. 100 bucks to win 2,500 or three grand. Those guys are kind of, and then I think a long shot out of everybody that's left and is actually the next odds is Wiggins to have a series, which could be interesting. You can play great defense and shut down Tatum possibly and score some points and maybe be that guy. <sighs> I mean, if I had $100 and someone said, you got to put it down here, and you have to put it down 
you have to win your money back, I would I'm picking Steph all day, right? Like I think like that's what I would do. But if someone said give me a value bet on top of that, I'd go Marcus Smart at plus three grand. I agree with everything you said. Like the 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 national media, they've already been setting it up because Steph Curry has three NBA titles and doesn't have a finals MVP. So they're already framing the narrative and planting that seed for that narrative. And I mean, to be fair, if they win, that is a safe bet if you're trying to be safe with your money. Uh, if you think Golden State is going to win, I would put a, bu- a buck on uh, Steph-, Steph Curry. When I say a buck, I mean $100, just so y'all understand plat vernacular. But I would also put a buck on uh, Draymond Green at plus 1400 because we all know as great as Steph is, Clay is not Clay yet. I don't know why I thought Clay was going to be able to come back in. By now, I thought Clay was going to kind of be back to Clay. I, I I totally disregarded. He literally missed like what two years worth of basketball, so he's not there yet. Draymond and and this is since the Warriors dynasty has been a thing. Draymond is the straw that stirs that drink. So plus fourteen for Draymond at Finals MVP, it's not crazy. Especially when you consider that Andre Iguodala won MVP the first time that they won the the title because he played great defense on LeBron, but LeBron averaged like 35 points and damn near triple-double. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, that's good value for your money. And on the other side, I agree with your market smart at plus 3,000. If you think the Celtics are going to win, that's good value for your money. Because as great as Steph is, he's a liability defensively. So they're going to try to hide him on somebody. And who can they hide him on? It's probably going to be Marcus Smart. So he's going to have opportunities to get his. So that's not a bad bet. That's not bad. Put a buck down on Marcus Smart at plus 3,000. I mean, 3, I'd be putting it on him over Jalen Brown, who's only 1,000. Yeah. And and the Heat and Milwaukee to a, a certain degree as well. But the Heat really exposed Boston last series. The only melon farmer they got on the whole goddamn team that can dribble is Marcus Smart. Caleb I mean, Brown can't dribble. Those other guards can't dribble for shit. So yeah, Marcus Smart. That's a that's a that's a value bet at plus three thousand. All right, we're gonna take the point spread tonight, and we're gonna bet on it. Uh, we're not gonna do the money line. So and it's a it's a it's a three and a half point spread. The Warriors are favored by three and a half. Will the Warriors win by four points or more, Chris? Basically, because if they win by three, that means you should have taken the three and a half points. And the Boston Celtics game one at home tonight. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you pick this game first. Do the Warriors cover three and a half? Do they win by four or more? Yes, I think they do. Boston has been great all season and particularly in these playoffs at uh, making adjustments. But they've also lost their first games the last couple of series. So I don't have any reason to think why that trend won't won't continue. They've got to kind of figure out what Golden State is doing against them. And I think it's going to be kind of like an avalanche. I'm not going to say they're tired because they're young as hell. That turnaround's not going to really bother them. But they're in Golden State. The crowd is going to be rabid. Everybody's going to go ape shit. The Warriors hit a couple threes. And I'm not going to say they're going to run away with this, but if they win by eight to ten points, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the game will be closer than that, but ultimately the final score, I would go, yeah, 8 to 10 points. Yes, the Warriors win and cover. It's kind of funny because the Warriors do have a big lineup. And it, and it's a pretty decent big lineup if, if you think about it. Kevon Looney in the middle, Draymond Green at the four. If you put Wiggins and um, Thompson on the wings, and then you have Steph or, or Poole at the point guard, that's a that's not a huge lineup, but it's a it's a decent big lineup. That still causes yeah. matchups on the offensive end, right? 
but the death lineup, the Death Star lineup, of where you take Kevon Looney out of there, and you you put in Steph, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. That's that's the lineup right there. You know, it's interesting. Will some of the bench players from Will Will White and and Williams play well off the bench for Boston? Because both these teams don't want to go very deep into their benches. They are not as deep as the Heat. They're not as deep as Milwaukee. They're not as deep as Phoenix. Right? Those are the teams with depth who we all thought were going to make it where they made it. Those are the teams that have the record from the regular season, even though they had injuries because they had depth on their teams. So. I think the Warriors at home definitely. I don't think that. I'll just I'll just transfer right over. This is Warriors in five. I'm telling you, Boston. Wow, wins. really? Well, I don't think Boston can beat Golden State on the on the road. I know they've won a lot of road games. I know they haven't lost a game after they've lost a game, right? So they haven't lost two in a row all playoffs. So. I just don't think that their role players can step up. And you know what? Outside of Brown and Smart and Tatum, even the guys who start on that team are role players. Williams, Horford, etc. They're not great. They have games, but definitely generally not on the road, especially if you just don't get them going. So I think the Warriors' only game they lose is game three in Boston. I think they lose that game, and then they, they – they know that if they can just win game four, that they're going to end up winning the series. They can do it at home in five. So, you know what? Give me the Warriors in the series, minus 150. Give me the Warriors in five, plus 500. And give me the series to end in five games at plus 320. I'll take the Warriors to win by double digits tonight. I'd take the double correction if you can find it somewhere. Okay, let me play devil's advocate here for a minute. Uh, number one, Phoenix doesn't have depth. You all proved that last year in last year's NBA Finals. Well, they so were we injured, but they still ended up with the best. They had a lot of guys injured this year, and they still ended up with the best record in the league. That's what I mean by depth. Yes, and they lost to one-man band out there in Dallas, a.k.a. Luka. <laughs> with a Game 7 at home, and you lost by 30. That's what happens in the playoffs. The Bucks had won 60 <laughs> games, and they got bounced on a shot from you know Kawhi. What are you going to do? Fair enough. We'll, we'll, that's that's neither here nor there. That's a stupid argument. We, we'll have it offline. But um, Okay, so devil's advocate here. Okay, number one, yes, Golden State, they have their big three. We've got Draymond, Clay, Steph. That's their big three. Other than Draymond, the other two guys have been wildly inconsistent in these playoffs. Yes, Steph has got his points, but we haven't really had that quintessential Steph Curry or Steph Curry performance. I, I Steph and Steph always fucks me up. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Stephen Curry, Wardell. I'm just calling the motherfucker Wardell. We have not had that <laughs> that 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 Wardell performance <laughs> that we're used to having. Clay is clearly not a hundred percent. He has his moments, but he's Probably, if we're being honest, he's probably the fourth option on that squad at this particular point in time. You talk about Boston's role players, though. Number one, their nucleus has been together for a while. Marcus Smart, Tatum, and Brown. Al Horford, is he a role player? Yes. But Al Horford has been around for, what, 16, 17 years? And you can make the argument that, former All-Star, too, by the way, you can make the argument he has been the most important player on this Celtics roster throughout this playoff run. 
because of the versatility he provides them. I think he's only about 6'8", 6'9", but he can go low, he can go high, you can switch with him, and he can stay in front of the guards, which is amazing, him being 35, 36 years old, that he's able to do that. Like, this Mellon Farmer has dipped into the fountain of youth. He's excellent on the pick and roll because he can fade out to the three-point line and knock that shot down. He's a great passer. Like, he provides so much for them. I think he's really been their MVP. So I think that their role players are more battle-tested than Golden State's role player role players because they're all super young. And this is the farthest they've ever been. And you know sphincters tighten up when the pressure gets high. Are they going to be able to come through? It's not a given that they're going to be able to come through on the biggest stage, on the biggest platform in front of the most people. Like, that's not a given. All these guys are relatively, not even relatively young. They're young and unproven and untested. So do I think Boston could win this series? Oh, most definitely. And it's like I talked about earlier, man. Defensively, I don't think I've seen anything like this since the those mid-2000s Pistons teams. I can see them causing a lot of fits for Golden State defensively. And I can see a couple of matchups they can exploit on offense. That being said, I'm taking Warriors in six. <laughs> if it goes seven, Boston's, Boston wins. But I'm taking Warriors in six. Okay, so... Uh, I got uh, Warriors in five. You got Warriors in six. With the caveat that if it goes seven, plus Boston wins this series. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But overall, we both have the Warriors in the series. Who did you? Yeah. Uh, okay, you can only pick one person for MVP. You're gonna take a long shot, or are you? Okay, no, no. You can make your pick first. Make your straight up pick. Who's gonna win MVP? I think we both have Steph, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If the Warriors win, Steph's going to win MVP. They because they want him to. And then long shot, uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. Oh, long shot on, on either team. You're saying on MVP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I would have went with Marcus Smart as well, but since you did it, I'll pick something else. Um, can Draymond be considered a long shot at plus fourteen? Yeah. Sure. Sure, it's not the top okay, three. Okay, so I'll go. Uh, yeah, I agree with Marcus Smart, but I'll go Draymond just to, you know, just for something different. Give the people, you know, some options. All right, we got our picks there. Game one, we're both taking the Warriors to win by at least four points. We both have the Warriors in the series. That'll pay you minus 150, so uh, 100, 150 bucks to win 100. If you just have $100 and you really want to win, you don't want to lose, we, stay, we say take Steph. Platt likes Draymond. I like Smart if you want some value. I got the Warriors in five. Platt has the Warriors in six, plus 500, plus 550 right there. That, my friends, is our NBA Finals preview betting style and and our personal preferences as far as the game goes. So, you know, make sure you're following us at PC Tunney, at the Real C Platt. We're going to have plenty of uh, things to talk about during the Finals. We're both watching the finals as fans. We don't, as fans of the NBA, not as fans of teams this year. So it's it's actually a lot more. Um, I'm sure Platt will agree. It's a lot more relaxing. <laughs> I, shit, I miss being relevant, man. Talk, speak for yourself, Tuddy. <laughs> but hedge your bets, folks. Take Warriors and six and Celtics and seven. That way, you'll make some money either way. All right. Christopher Platt, PC Tony, right here. Chair Shot Bats, Bats, at Chair Shot Bats right there on the Twitter. Make sure you're checking out everything Chair Shot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. When we return, we're going to have a bit of a lightning round, a, a hat trick of different picks from different sports. 
you know, uh, step back. Maybe we hit three picks in a row as we go. Chair Shot Radio Network, you're listening to Chair Shot Bets. PC Tony, Christopher Platt. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Christopher Platt, PC Tunney, right here, Chairshot Bets. Welcome back. You can follow us at Chairshot Bets right there on the Twitter. Let's get some engagement going over there. There's always things to bet on. Let us know what you're betting on. It doesn't have to be just be NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, UFC, French Open, golf, whatever. It could be like the neighbor kid across the street is going to race this old guy in a, in a wheelchair, and they're going to write the – and then, like, who's going to win? You know, what are the odds – what are the conditions for the wheels like and how stable is the kid at running straight ahead and staying concentrated? So <laughs> there's things like that we have to, you know, think of when we go into situations like this. But nonetheless, here's a trio of picks from us. Uh, a little bit of a lightning round, if you will. And why not start with the lightning, a team going for a hat trick of championships, if you will, Christopher Platt. I am a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I've actually won money on them winning these championships here. Have been a fan of them for a long time since the same, uh, you know, since the uh, uh uh, Martin St. Louis days way back then, uh, mid 2000s. But right now, one of the most exciting things in professional sports is playoff hockey. I think you'd agree. And not even you're not even a, you're not even really a hockey fan. Like I'm not even a hockey fan either. Right. Like Patrick and Dave. Listen to those guys. Chair shot radio. The NHL show that they do is excellent. I'm sure they'll be back on next week. But we still watch playoff hockey because it gets so much better. And talk about an amazing game. Game one, Western Conference Finals, Tuesday night, Avalanche taking care of business um, against the Oilers. Eight to six, Chris, was the score in that game. I mean, Jesus like Christ. people who have people who argue not they don't want to watch hockey because there's not enough scoring and, and, and they kind of relate it to soccer and the grind of it. There's 14 goals in a, in a conference final. That's not just sloppy, you know, run them up and down. That's quality, skillful hockey. And fun, because that's the only knock you can really have on hockey is that they don't score enough. That's the same knock on soccer. But you get 14 goals in a hockey game. That's the equivalent to a NBA, an NBA game being 210 to 205. Like, that. that's how crazy that is. You know what I mean? As far, in terms of scoring. Yeah, or... Or yeah, maybe not. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe like more like 140s, 150s, because we actually get those games. Because you do actually get these games sometimes. You don't get the 200 games in the NBA, but like every once in a <laughs> while, you do get like a 140, and you look at it and you're like, it wasn't even overtime, and you're like, holy shit, you know. But it's something fun, something different to watch. So as we sit before the game one victory, you're listening to this, you already know who won game one between the Lightning and the Rangers. But we're gonna tell you as of before that game, the Avalanche. They're the favorites to win the whole thing. They went from minus 250 to minus 400. The Oilers went from plus 200 to plus 300, so their odds got worse. 
The Lightning are sitting at minus 175, so they're definitely the favorites to make it to the finals over the New York Rangers, but New York is New York, so you never know. They're plus 150. What do you think here? I mean, who do you, the Lightning, they're going for the three-peat, Chris. The Avalanche have been the young and upcoming team. They do have that 1-0 game lead. They can play up and down with anybody. Where are you leaning here as we sit with the final Frozen Four? Well, number one, the Rangers, they're they're a public team. I guess Colorado would probably be considered a public team as well. But for those that don't understand the concept of a public team in terms of betting, it's a team that the betting public or just the public in general is familiar with. They know the name. It's recognizable. So then they'll bet on them, like i.e. the Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Lakers, the Celtics. These are all examples of public teams. And I think that the New York Rangers fall into that category as well. Plus, the Rangers are the sentimental pick here because they haven't won the Cup since, what was it, 93? So they're they're going to be the sentimental pick. So don't be surprised if there's a lot of late money that comes in on the Rangers because of the factors that I just gave you. On paper, you got to go Tampa Bay, don't you? I mean, you know what I mean? They're the defending champs two times, two times. But it's very it's also very hard to three-peat as well. Uh I'm going I'm going hard overhead here, man. I'm going to take the Rangers in this one. They've been battle tested. They they've they've been through we we talk about the Celtics being battle tested. The Rangers have been battle tested this uh, postseason as well. So I'm going to go the Rangers here, man. I, I think they pull the upset. Game 1, I'd probably go Tampa, but I I'm going to say Rangers in 7. So you like the Avalanche to take on the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals, whereas I'm going to say Lightning probably in five here. Uh, I like the Avs, definitely. Don't count out the Oilers. A, a, a quality a quality uh, money value bet is plus 950 on the Oilers to win the whole thing. So they're only down is, 1-0. The Oilers have plenty it, of guys that can score. Is Wayne Gretzky coming back? All right, Chris, relax yourself. So who do you have <laughs> so winning take, the – Take who, the Avalanche. So you have the Avalanche winning the whole thing then over the Rangers? I, I – yeah, I got the Avalanche winning the whole thing. All right, I got the Lightning. You know, I got to pick games. the Lightning for the three-peat. I know it's a homer bet in, in my – not necessarily that I'm from there, but it's been my team for a long time, um, and I'd love to see the three-peat. But should be a really, 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 really good conclusion to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Definitely going to have either or maybe both in between now and the end of the Stanley Cup finals, uh, Dave Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd. So look for more from those guys. Let's get into our next topic. You want answers? Answer my question! You want answers? The question, jerk! You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Tell me the truth, Chris, as we listen to John McEnroe, you know, and and Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson there, uh, trying to vet out the truth of who's going to win the French Open here. We're down to six as we record. Uh, Rafa Nadal taking care of business in four sets against Novak Djokovic. This was the absolute matchup in the quarterfinals that everybody was looking to. We were really hoping not to get it in that round, but maybe in the semis or the finals. But that's the way the seedings fell this year. Rafa takes care of business. He's like, bro, this is my surface. And the only set he lost, he was actually up 3-0 in that set. And Joker just kind of went wild for a little bit, pardon the pun. But... Rafa is the clear favorite to take home a record, I believe, 14th French Open. He has an exorbitant amount of victories on this surface and in this tournament. He will His semi is set against Alexander Zverev. Zverev is plus 400 to win the whole thing because he's got tough road to hoe against Nadal, but they figure whoever comes out of this side of the bracket will win it. Nadal minus 250. On the other side of the bracket, Rude versus Ruin is one quarterfinal. 
Rublev versus Chilich is the other quarterfinal. Chilich and Rune are both plus 1,800 to win the whole thing. Rublev, Rublev, while very good on grass and hard court, only plus 1,100 here on clay. Rude, very good clay player, plus 800, looks to get through that side of the bracket. Chris, much like playoff hockey, much like the step that basketball and baseball take from regular season to playoffs, when you have a major in tennis, one of the four majors, and it's the men's or women's side, and you're starting to get through the quarters and into the semis, and you got those names there, it starts to get interesting because you can you can take in a tennis match for three, four hours and be completely captivated if it's the right people and the right mm-hmm. style of game. Oh, yeah, you don't have to tell me, man. I absolutely love tennis. It's one of my favorite sports. I don't watch it as much as I used to because life gets in the way, but it's a beautiful game. It's literally one of the most beautiful games to watch. Uh, the French's is interesting because the ball moves a lot slower on the clay than it does the hard court and especially the grass. Oh, boy, a plus 800. That's actually not a bad value bet. I'd put a buck on that. But this is Nadal's tournament to lose. I mean, he literally made his name through the French Open. You remember there was a time 15 years ago we said, well, can he win on any other surface other than clay? And then he proved us all wrong. So, yeah, this is Nadal's tournament to lose, uh, I, I think, personally. I couldn't agree with you more. There's not much else to say here. I think that especially for the networks carrying this and for the game of tennis, you at least need Nadal in this final, right? I mean... Yeah, if you want people to watch, yes. A lot of people will probably be thinking he'll just get through that don't necessarily know. That's why I always thought, you know, why can't we just... Why can't you... And tennis has some weird seating, too. Like, you don't end up with the... Like, you could have the the two and... the Or what is it? The... The one and three could be playing each other in the semi and the two and the four for some reason. Right? Yeah, yeah. And even the seedings in these tournaments are weird. And I know it's based on, you know, how much people play. And a lot of the bigger names, they only play the big events. So I understand. But I understand. Yeah, seeding is always a little wonky when it comes to tennis. All right. Well, we're both taking Nadal here. I think your long shot was rude. I think my long shot would probably be Chilich just because the guy has major experience championship. And I know he's the most money there. I don't like Rune against Rude. So there you have it. French Open, likely Nadal. If you're willing to put up 225, it'll get you a buck. Topic three. Come wait, on, wait, wait, wait. No, no women's French? No, man. If I threw the names out there, you wouldn't even know who the hell they were. No, Coco Gruff. Take the points, man. Coco Gruff, man. Goff. Super athletic. Goff. Yeah, Coco Gruff. Goff. Yes, I said it. Yeah, she fights Super crime. athletic. Take a bite out of time with Coco Gruff. Shut the fuck up. Super <laughs> athletic. She's an American player. Super athletic. Both her parents were D1 athletes. She's poised. The the, the You know, the nut cutting time's not going to get to her. Plus, her best so- shot is her backhand. And if you've ever played tennis, you know how difficult it is to hit a consistently decent backhand, let alone a good backhand. So that's going to behoove her on the clay surface when the ball slows down and you're going to get a lot more volley, a lot more back and forth. You know what I mean? All so, right, yeah, all right, all take right. Take Coco. Yeah, Goff, plus 375. I got it on my radar. There's your pick. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now... Back to uh, James Smith. Oh, thanks. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What's up with the beer? 
UFC Fight Night 56 taking place right there in Las Vegas, Nevada, T-Mobile Center. Uh, these are nice because there's really usually some really good fights on here, some solid matchups, and you don't have to pay for them or, you know, fret about using nefarious means. Uh, double main event here, Chris. Let's start with Danny IG taking on an up-and-coming superstar, Movsvar, Movsvar, Movsar, Movsar. Evilev, I Mozart? believe that Mozart, Mozart, you're gonna call him Mozart. I'm sure you will, but Mozart, yes, Mozart, Evilev, 15 and 0, and a gigantic favorite in this fight against Danny Ig, who's ranked, I believe, 10th right now in the featherweight division. Uh, Mozart on his way up at 13th. He's minus 400 in this fight, Chris. He's a gigantic favorite here. I mean, he's he's looking to go ahead and get in there and take on the likes of the tops of this division. And if my phone would cooperate with me, I could maybe check that out. Instead, UFC wants to put me over into a privacy center. Maybe this is all the times that Chris has tried to watch their shit for free that now my fucking phone won't work. I'm blaming it on you, yeah, Chris. Yeah, but speaking of that, I, I just I was going to throw that out there. Don't think that little nefarious means crack got past me, Melon Farmer. I know that was a subliminal shot, okay? Just, Alexander Volkanovsky is at the top of this division. Max Holloway, Brian Ortega. Um, they're they're looking to get in there with Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, you know, Cheng Sung Jung to get into that top five right now. Uh, some good money to be made, plus 300 if you don't believe in Eva Lev, but I think uh, the smart money would be if you got it, put the 400 up to win the 100 here on the Rising Star. Well, exactly. Isn't that the whole point of this fight is to get him a quality win versus a name opponent? So now you can move him up the ranking so you can make some big money off of his main event title fights like that's literally the whole point of this fight. So, yes, I totally agree. All right. The main main, the final thing going on here of the night will definitely be a heavyweight battle. Seventh in the heavyweight division in rankings, Alexander Volkov taking on the big striker, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. He's ranked eighth. He is not the favorite, so maybe if you like him to put his power to use at plus 125, you can make some money. Volkov, minus 150. Nagano runs this division after beating Cyril Gan. There's always Miocic. There's always Blades and Lewis. But these guys, they're trying to move up. They're trying to get better. Seventh and eighth. Next on their till would probably be like a Derek Lewis or a Curtis Blades. I don't even know if Nuganu is still fucking with UFC at this point. Oh, Him that's... and Tyson Fury are talking about trying to do something. Like, I, you know, this the who, the winner of this fight might mess around and be the next heavyweight champion just by default, you know? Well, the interesting thing, too, is, is you have things going on like the Paul brothers who are creating hype and money outside of a structure organization. Like, hey, you know this person and you kind of know me and we make noise and we're entertaining. So come watch us fight. It doesn't have to be for anything, but at least you like the storyline. Right. And isn't that the difference like between WWE and everybody else? If we're going to go wrestling style and throw in because this is wrestling radio network. Right. It's Gearshot Radio Network. So, Yeah. It's it's interesting. I'm here for these fights this weekend. They're especially they're free. They're on ESPN. So I don't know. I definitely would go ahead and take Evilev in the first fight, and the money I win there, I would turn around and put it on Rosenstruck and see if I can't get a little bit back. Overall, I think you win because I don't think Evilev loses at all. That that's actually the smart play because worst case scenario, you break even. No harm, no foul. That's the smart play. Me, I'm taking Mozart in the in the in the prelim fight. And then in the heavyweight fight, man, you go with the Eastern European. You always bet on the Eastern European. This is like betting on the black guy in boxing. Bet on the Eastern European in MMA.
All right, we got one last segment to close the show for you folks. This is Chair Shot Bets with Christopher Platt and PC Tunney, Chair Shot Radio Network. You bet your bottom dollar that's what you're listening to. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Son of a bitch, Paul. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white ass, Paul. All right, it's time to talk golf, Chris, and you can fucking go to numerous golf courses around the world. Amateur or professional, generally at some point or another, you're going to get that frustrated with the game of golf. Not an easy thing, but very rewarding when you do end up making it happen. That was right there from none other than Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. Chris, I think you've become more of a golf fan because of me. Okay, if you want to give yourself that much credit and pat yourself, break your arm, pat yourself on the back, okay, cool. Have you taken a look right there on VegasInsider.com, the odds for this weekend's Memorial Tournament? Uh, we're going to go ahead and each, we're going to give you a favorite, and we're going to give you an underdog. The underdog is going to be plus 5,000 or worse, so the favorite will be in the top, uh, I think, uh, 14 to 17 guys there. Rory McIlroy, John Rahm lead. The list of favorites at plus 1,100. Running down the list, Cantlay, defending champion Jordan Spieth, Cameron Smith, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley. On and on and on the list it goes. Chris, you want to start or you want me to start? We'll go with uh, underdogs to pick here first. Okay, so people, just a little insider baseball. Tony is just impressed that when I actually watch the tournaments that I can speak on golf intelligently. So that's why he's grinning from ear to ear. He got that Cheshire cat grin because when I actually watch the tournaments, I can speak intelligently on what I'm seeing, but that's neither here nor there. If we're going long shots, I'm, I'm going with the man, the guy that I kind of want to be the heir parent to Tiger because of the personality. I think he'd be good for the game, but I haven't seen him do shit in quite a while. I'm going to Bryson DeChambeau at plus 8,500. Okay, okay, we can write that down. Like that's not a bad, that's not bad value for you for your money. You know he could play, and he's due. Well, he's coming off of a wrist injury. He says that he's feeling good. I think that's a very quality, very value pick. Um, if we're looking at guys plus 5,000 or worse on this list, somebody I'd have to say I want to go ahead and check out would be maybe, how about a Keegan Bradley comes back and plays here well at plus 7,000. Um, I, I, I like the guy. He's had major championship experience. He's been in it on some of the big tournaments lately. So let's see if he can continue to putt the ball well and get up on in there. Uh, my pick out of the guys who are better than plus 5,000 to win this tournament uh, favorite here. You know, Justin Thomas, he just won the PGA. Good for him. Rory kind of competed there. Rom's been playing well. Cameron Smith, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland's an up-and-comer. Max Homa's been winning lately. Zalatoris came close, but I like the guy at plus 1,800. Give me Jordan Spieth to win another tournament here. I know he won just before the PGA, so I like him to come back and get another victory here on tour. Who's the guy that shit the bed at the PGA and triple bogeyed on 18, which forced the playoff? Mito, oh, uh, Pereira? Poor fellow. Yeah, God Mito bless Pereira. you. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I would take Rory here 
Roy's been playing really well. He he kind of made a go of it at the Masters. I mean, the, the the outcome was never in doubt, but he got into contention that last day and shot pretty well. He shot pretty well at the PGA. I think he's due to win one, man, so I would go Roy here. There you go, folks. That is going to be all of the betting knowledge that we are going to bequeath upon you this uh, this week for Chair Shot Bets. Make sure you're tuning in every Thursday morning, Chair Shot Radio Network, to Chair Shot Bets. If you tune in, I bet you you'll learn something. That's the only thing I can guarantee. Whether or not it's going to be helpful in betting, that's completely up to you. But you can figure out whether or not you need to bet with us or against us because next week we'll review everything that we just did here. But I think we had a great time. Looking forward to the NBA Finals. You got NHL Conference Finals going on right now. You got Tennis Major going on right now. In two weeks, we're going to have the U.S. Open and golf coming up, Chris. Uh, UFC 275 is on its way, so lots of things to take a look at sports-wise, lots of things to bet. If you want to go ahead and get your betting favorites and odds for this weekend's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, make sure you're listening to the DWI podcast Saturday morning with myself, Christopher Platt, and at It's Me, DPP. This week, I want to let you know my name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. You can follow this show at Chairshot Bets, and make sure you're listening to the Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms. And if you're betting on wrestling, you seriously have a problem. You you need to call somebody. 1-800-GAMBLER-ANONYMOUS. Some shit. You have a problem, man. Why don't you just drink or smoke meth like a normal person? Like, if you're betting wrestling, come on, man. Get your shit together. Oh, uh, and you can find me at The Real C. Platt. Thanks for tuning in. Love you all. Smooches. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Uh, you bet your ass we'll be here next week, Thursday morning, to have more successful bets considering... It's your choice whether to pick with us or against us. See you next time. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.